Cantor 10, Chapter 56 How the Shamantaka Jewel Brought Krishna, Jambavati and Satyabhama Sri Shuka said Satrajit, always victorious, who had offended Lord Krishna, did his best for him and gave him his daughter and the jewel Shamantaka. The Honorable King said, What offense committed Satrajit against Krishna, O Brahmin? Where did the Shamantaka come from and why gave he his daughter to the Lord? Sri Shuka said, Satrajit was a devotee of the sun god. The godhead was very satisfied with him and gave him, his best friend, out of affection the jewel called Shamantaka. He who wore the jewel that shone as brilliant as the sun around his neck was, upon his arrival in Dvaraka, because of its effulgence, not recognized, O king. The people, blinded by the glare, thought, when they saw him from a distance, that he was Surya, and reported that to the Supreme Lord, who was engaged in a game of dice. O Narayana, our obeisances unto you, O holder of the conch, disc and club, O Damodara, O lotus-eyed one, O Govinda, O son of the Yadus, Savita, the radiant one, he who with the intense radiation of his glowing disc robs the people of their vision, has arrived to see you, O Lord of the Universe. Knowing that you, at the moment, are hiding among the Yadus, the leaders of the demigods in the three worlds are eagerly looking for you. And now the one unborn, Surya, has come to see you, O Master. Sri Shuka said, When he, with the lotus eyes, heard these innocent words, he said with a smile, This person is not a Ravideva. It is Sadrajit who glows because of his jewel. Arriving at his opulent home, Sadrajit festively executed auspicious rituals in the temple room where he, with the help of scholars, installed the jewel. Day after day, that brought him eight bharas of gold, O Prabhu, and nothing inauspicious like food scarcity, a premature death, catastrophes, Snake bites, mental and physical disorders, and cheaters occurred there in the presence of the correctly worshipped gem. Once Shauri Krishna, on behalf of the king of the Yadus Ugrasena, asked for the gem, but Satrajit, greedy for the wealth, considered it no offence not to hand it over. Prasena, Satrajit's brother, one day hung the intensely radiating jewel around his neck mounted a horse and went hunting in the forest. A lion killed Prasena and his horse and took the jewel into a cave where he in his turn was killed by Jambavan, he from the Jambu trees, the king of the bears, who wanted the jewel. In the cave he gave the jewel to his offspring as a toy to play with. Satrajit, meanwhile, not seeing his brother, got deeply troubled. He said, my brother, who disappeared in the forest wearing the jewel around his neck, is probably killed by Krishna. The people, hearing this, whispered it in each other's ears. When the Supreme Lord heard about this, he, in order to exonerate himself from the imputation, together with some citizens, followed the path Prasena had taken. 
in the forest they discovered that he and his horse were killed by a lion and that, further on a hillside, the lion in its turn had been killed by a rickshaw, Jamavan. The Supreme Lord positioned his men outside the terrifying cave of the king of the rickshaws, the bears, and then entered the pitch-dark place alone. When he saw that the most precious of all jewels was used as a child's toy, he decided to take it away and approached the child. Seeing the stranger, the nurse cried in fear so that Jambavan, that strongest of the strong hearing it, infuriated came running. Unaware whom he dealt with, he took him for a wealthy person and angrily fought against him, the Supreme Lord, his own master. A most furious fight ensued between the two who each tried to win with the help of stones, trees, their arms and with weapons, as if they were two hawks fighting over some meat. For twenty-eight days they continued fighting day and night without interruption with fist against fist, dealing blows as hard as lightning. Jambavan, with the muscles of his huge body, pummeled by the blows of Krishna's fists, perspired all over and exhausted addressed him in great amazement. I know you, you are the life heir, the physical and mental strength of all living beings, Lord Vishnu, the primeval personality, the all-powerful supreme controller. You are the eternal creator of all creators and created beings of the universe, the subduer of the subduers, the Lord, the supreme soul of all souls. You are the one because of whose commanding glances, manifesting a slight anger, the crocodiles and whale-eaters became agitated and the ocean was directed to give way. You are the one to the glory of whom a bridge was built and by whose arrows the heads of the Rakshasa Ravana were severed and fell to the ground. O King, Achuta, the lotus-eyed Supreme Lord, the son of Devaki, then, from his great compassion for his devotees, addressed the king of the bears who had understood the truth. He touched him with the hand that bestows all blessings and said, with a voice as deep as the rumbling clouds, O Lord of the bears, we came here to this cave because of the jewel. I want to disprove the false accusation held against me in association with this jewel. Thus being addressed, he, Jambavan, happily presented to Krishna his maiden daughter, Jambavati, together with the jewel, as a respectful offering. His people, not seeing Shauri coming out who had entered the cave, after waiting for twelve days, most unhappily returned to their city. Devaki, Rukmini Devi, Vasudeva and all his friends and relatives lamented after hearing that Krishna had not reappeared from the cave. The residents of Dwaraka, full of sorrow, cursed Satrajit and then worshipped Chandrabhaga, the fortune of the moon, Durga, in order to retrieve Krishna. After having worshipped the goddess, she thereupon granted them the benediction. To their great jubilation, the Lord, who had achieved his purpose, then directly appeared together with his new wife. Greatly aroused on finding out that Rishikesha had arrived with both a wife and with the jewel round his neck, they all rejoiced as if someone had risen from death. Satrajit, by the Supreme Lord summoned to the royal assembly, 
was in the presence of the king informed that the jewel had been recovered, which then was presented to him. Most ashamed, he, hanging his head, accepted the gem and went home, leaving full of remorse about his sinful behavior. Pondering over his offense of having kept it for himself and having accused Krishna, he, apprehensive about the conflict with those in power, thought, How will I cleanse myself of the contamination and how can I satisfy Achyuta? What good should I do so that the people will not curse me for being narrow-minded, pity, befooled and avaricious after the wealth? I will give Krishna the Shamantaka jewel and also my daughter, that jewel among women. That is the way to make it up with him and nothing else. Thus, intelligently having taken a decision, Satrajit set himself to it and presented both his fair daughter and the jewel to Krishna. Satyabhama, who was sought by many men for her qualities, her fine character, her beauty and the magnanimity she was blessed with, married the Lord according to the customs. The Supreme Lord said, We do not wish to have the jewel back, O king. You are devoted to the godhead Surya. Let it be yours, so that we also may be the enjoyers of its fruits. 